Welcome. You're about to listen to a message from LifePoint, a warm, friendly, and vibrant community for the young at heart. Welcoming with joy and in raucous applause, Pastor Kola Sharma, Pastor of the Ukurudu Church. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Life point, praise God. Okay, it looks really dark and I can't quite see some people. Is this how we do church? Awesome. So, so it's going to be church unusual today, amen. Life point, praise God. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. Can you just help me celebrate Pastor Busola Wallace Nongola for the amazing work she's doing here? at Life Point and celebrate all your leaders as well. Please do that for me. Thank you. Can you also celebrate the Life Point band? They were carrying me to a place where I don't know, but thank God I'm back here. Amen. Because when they take you in so deep, it's very difficult to, to come back and to do this. But praise God I'm here. Can you also celebrate yourself for being in church this morning? And finally, finally, celebrate my beautiful wife who's here with me. Uh, thank you, babe, for coming here with me this morning. And you may have your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. I, I am really, really glad to be here today. Um, I've never worshipped in Life Point on a Sunday, so I'm a first-timer. Can we celebrate me, first-timer, first, uh, here on Sunday? Um, and, and, you know, when, when I got the, the message that I was going to be here today, I started to think, ah, life point, yeah, you know, those wonderful sets of human beings. How are we going to deliver today? You know, and I stepped in here this morning, and the first person I saw was Pastor Ayotoyalu teaching. Hey, you guys are enjoying, you know. Um, but, but it's good. I want to just encourage a lot of you who are here, um, and you have that privilege to sit on that such uh, powerful man of God teaching you the word. Please uh, make use of that opportunity and be here. You studied the book of Ephesians, a powerful book, um, and, and a letter written by Apostle Paul, and you know, he's taking time to, to teach. So please um, avail yourself that, yourself that opportunity and just come and learn at his feet. Praise God. Can we give God praise this morning? Counted me worthy to be here before you and just honor him with me. Honor him with me this morning. Lord, my soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit praises me. Somebody lift up your worship, your worship to God. And just give him praise from the depth of your heart. Give praise to your creator. Scripture says in Psalms chapter 8, Who is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels and have crowned him with honor and strength. And just give praise to the one who has you in mind. The one who looks at you and he says, this one is mine and I will take care of you. And just give him praise this morning. Give him praise this morning. I see the Lord. The people of the I see I see the Lord, for my eyes have seen the King, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lamb upon the 
I yield myself to you this morning. Speak through me. Not my words, but yours, Lord. Let your people receive that which you have prepared for them. In the name of Jesus. For everyone who has come here, Lord, with an expectation. Let your word inspire. Let your word give life. Let your word bring light. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, do that which you alone can do. Not my will, Lord, but yours. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise God. So don't mind me. I'm not that old school, but in my, my church today, um, we're, we're doing this old school Sunday, so my, my uh, choir has sort of pumped me with plenty of old school songs, so I had to go there. But it's interesting to come into Life Point and see what Life Point Band is doing. Can we celebrate them one more time? You know, I always just used to think, I'm a lot of things, you know, beyond the profile that was read earlier, I'm a lot of things. You know, I was born, um, like they call it in social media today, in the trenches of Orile Gomu. Um, so, I am a lot of things, but not posh. So, pardon me if in the course of my message this morning, I start to say some things. Don't worry, I will not carry you to where you do not know. But just stay with me. Praise God. Two Sundays ago, our lead pastor started with us in the various expressions with a sermon titled, um, The Spirit of a Pioneer. How many of us remember The Spirit of a Pioneer? We talked about um, a pioneer is someone who does not settle. A pioneer lives by revelation. Um, a, pioneer, a pioneer's DNA is someone who is carried about by vision. You know, um, they are unreasonable people. They are unreasonable people because it is the unreasonable people, people that will change the world. Praise God. But today we want to continue further in that conversation this morning with a sermon that we have titled, What's Driving You? What's Driving You? Someone say to your neighbor, what's driving you? If you can speak Yoruba, say in Yoruba, why? Sure, I can speak Yoruba. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. What's driving you? What's driving you? What's really pushing you? What's that driving force that propels you to do the things that you do? What is that thing that makes you make decisions? What is that, that, that thing that makes you want to... Ah, let me see this. You know, we've just come out of a pandemic called the COVID pandemic. And we've entered into another pandemic called the Japademic. How many Japanese are here? <laughs> oh, Jackberians. That is the word, the buzzword that is agog in our world today. People are making very uh, pivotal decisions about uh, their lives uh, based on so many criteria. You know, for a lot of people, Nigeria is not what they want. And so there's a driver inside of them that is pushing them, you know, just to go anywhere. Go anywhere. Anywhere but Nigeria, even if it is Togo. Just let's cross border. But what's driving you? What pushes you to make the decisions that you make? What pushes you to get into a relationship? What pushes you to get married? Is it the pressure from mother or father or the pressure of your friends? What pushes you to do a business? What pushes you 
to jump from one job to the other? Is it because the grass looks greener on the other side? Tell our neighbor if the grass looks greener on the other side. Say it. Say if the grass looks greener on the other side. Wet your grass. You're not maintaining your own grass. That's what it means. So what propels you? What drives you? What causes you to make these decisions that we make? Praise God. And we'll start today by reading from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6 to 7. Holy Spirit, help me. My God, this time. <laughs> 1 Samuel 16, 6 to 7, New Living Translation. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. How many of you have seen that wonderful good thing and then you tell yourself, Yes, this is it. If you're a guy, you saw that baby and you tell yourself, My God. She's the one. This is the story of Samuel, you know, who has just seen somebody that looks like it. And he said to himself, My God, this surely is the Lord's anointed. You heard from a friend that has Jack Bad in Australia, and then the person tells you, You can come to Australia foul. You can come to Australia and you tell yourself, My God, Australia is the next big thing. I have a young guy who has applied for Australia, for Ireland, for Scotland, for America, for. You know, and I asked him, bro, how many passports do you have? We said, Pastor, anywhere, anywhere. Check inshallah. Let me just go. I'll try and interpret. What did I say earlier? Check inshallah. Let me just go. All right. Let me come back to scripture. Verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. That decision that you are about to make, have you considered the Lord? Have you considered the word of God? Have you considered what scripture says? God said to Samuel, do not look at what your eyes can see. And God is saying to someone here this morning about to make a particular decision. Proverbs chapter 3 says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Have you acknowledged the Lord? And the Lord is saying to him, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. May we not make decisions that the Lord will reject. If there's any prayer I love to pray, is that, Lord, I do not want to operate where you are not present. I do not want to operate in the places where you have moved on from. Moses said, the cloud of glory is moving. We're moving with the cloud. Lord, if you will not go with us, we do not want to leave this place. God, if you are not going to start this business with me, I'm not going to move. Lord, if you're not speaking to me about this relationship, I'm not going to butt and jump into it. Praise God. God is consistently speaking to us. The question is, are we hearing him speak? Do not look. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at where? The heart. Ask your neighbor, what is the makeup of your heart? If we strip and tear you down and we x-ray your heart, what will we find? What will we find? What is in your heart? God examines our motives. Somebody get that? Proverbs 21 verse 2, the message translation. We justify our actions by appearances. God examines our motives. What are the things that you are choosing to do? Who are the people that you flock around with? 
What is the motive of that relationship? What is the motive of that friendship? What is the motive of that business? What is the reason you are pursuing any particular plan? Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, our last anchor scripture for this morning. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, it says, in New King James Version, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who are strong on your behalf. But is your heart loyal to him? Is your heart loyal to him? Is your mind connected to him? Are your thoughts and intentions pure and in tune with the one who is the true vine? He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one that does not bear fruit, I'm going to cut off. My prayer is this, this morning is that the Lord will not cut you off in the name of Jesus. Because see, God is more interested in our character than in our competence. God is more interested in who you are becoming. Much more than the end. See, someone said that the end justifies the means. That's not scriptural. God is concerned about the process. Lines upon lines. Precepts. Upon, I was counseling a young man, a young lady the other day in church. Um, and then she was saying to me, See, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm 34. Time is against me. Anyone I see, I will just marry. Ah, time is against me. Time is against me. Scripture tells us that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness. If there's anything I learned from the last Potizo experience, was that the timing of God is not the way we count time. Is in atmosphere and preparation. You have a fantastic atmosphere. In your place of preparation, what are you doing? What is the word of God concerning that thing that you're about to do? What does the word of God say concerning the decisions that you're about to make? What does the word of God say concerning your association? Because God is more interested in who you truly are when the lights are off. You know, see, beyond coming to church, you know, lifting up holy hands, um, it can sometimes become a duty. Let's go to church because it is Sunday. Remember, God is concerned about the motives of your heart and ask yourself, why do I come into his presence? The psalmist said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Someone, you need to check your heart again because God wants to strengthen you, but he needs a loyal place. You need a loyal heart. Hallelujah. I hope someone will still love me after this sermon is done. Thank you. God bless you. I don't know who you are, but see me after service. <laughs> Hallelujah. Life point, are you here? Hallelujah. Your greatest investment in life should be... Are you the kind of person when they say, you know, this cliche word that we say, when you say good morning, someone has to check whether the sun is out. Are you the kind of guy? Oh, guys, I'm going there. See, can I smash some tables this morning? Oh, awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You, you guys said it. So when I'm going, you can, you know. Are you the kind of guy 
that help me Holy Spirit in the midst of the gathering of ladies when your name is mentioned everybody hisses that one you see <laughs> who you are where nobody is looking is what God is more concerned about about what people see or what you achieve or the kind of cars that you drive. They drive the best of cars. But you know when they talk about you, they yimu next to the comments. Because your character is just flawed. And God is saying this to someone this morning, see, but beyond what you are achieving, I want you. And the you God is talking about is your spirit man. Because man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in the body. I learned this recently. A lot of times we are so focused on the outward that we forget who we truly are. You are a spirit being. And God is interested in what that spirit or who that spirit is becoming. Praise the Lord this morning. Our society today is driven by all sorts, right? So let's see, for some of them, someone, what drives you is a problem. And you just want to sort the problem. You just want to solve it. You just want to deal with it and then move on. There's an issue, sort it, move on. That's the only thing that drives you. For some, it's pressure. Pressure from work, pressure from family, pressure from mom, pressure from mother-in-laws. My wife and I visited a couple yesterday who had just given birth. You know, we're just making some jokes. You know, the pressure of getting married and then you're not, you have not yet taken in and then your Yoruba mothers will see you and then the greeting they will greet you is Bawawani, you know, how, how far? And when they say how far, you know what they're talking about. There was a guy telling me that every time his mother-in-law sees the wife, uh, she'll point, point at the belly and hey, how far, how far, how far, how far I'm going have it Pressure from every corner, pressure from work, pressure to be like the next guy. There's something I called the, um, let me see for it, the comparison trap. The comparison trap is the habit of measuring your life against others. Because this person traveled, I'm going to travel. You see, when someone achieves something big, it does not equate authentic happiness. Praise God. That someone has done something big and you see it and you say, yeah, it went, where will we be? God went. See, I want to encourage someone to please stop saying God went. God went. went. And then you put yourself under unnecessary pressure to achieve and to become like them and not become who God has called you to be. Hallelujah. We need to focus Focus on what you have. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Hallelujah. Some people, they are, you know, they are driven by deadlines or painful memories. You've enjoyed breakfast. Oh, no, you've endured breakfast. Again and again. And for someone here, you are serving breakfast. Again and again. 
You are the cereal breakfast server. And then there is the cereal breakfast receiver. Amen. Hallelujah. Our society is filled with people who are driven by various things and then it pushes you into a comparison trap. Why do you think someone puts a post on social media? I was reading the other day, a young lady um, somewhere in the U.S. who put up a post and she had only three likes and went on to commit suicide. Because she had put in so much effort to look that beautiful and then there were only three likes. Really? Hallelujah. Josh Kaufman, um, a scholar, wrote a book called The Personal, Personal MBA. And in that book, he, he told us the top five human drives. Top five human drives. I'm just going to look at them very quickly. I'm, I'm, I hope it will be on. What drives us as humans? So number one, to achieve, to acquire, to achieve, to acquire the best of things, to achieve success, to be big, to be powerful, to be influential, to acquire wealth, to own lands. In like a real estate investor, please take it easy. Please. Buy your land, buy land, buy, buy the land, buy in two years' time. It will become, see, buying land is good investment, don't get me wrong. But I've seen places where people do not. So, you're driven by acquisition or to achieve something. And you see, the thing about drivers is that whatever drives you, there's always somebody somewhere waiting to fulfill that need. Right? For some, it is the, 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 the necessity to, to bond. That's what drives them. You cannot but be in a relationship. Am I shaking someone's Tell somebody, find yourself. See, there's a measure of value. Ladies, there's a measure of value you will place on yourself, yeah? Where not just anybody is what your tears. Be crying because of. And guys, there's a measure of what and value you will place on yourself. Where you will not just do things anyhow. You will not let what, like that lady I talked about earlier committed suicide because she didn't get the number of likes that she wanted on Instagram. Some people, they are driven by the need to learn. That's the third one. So the first one is to achieve or to acquire. The second one is to bond. The third one is the need to learn. There's some of us or some of you that just love to learn something new every day, which is great. New knowledge, new wisdom, new skills. NMN, PMN, CSI, you know, you see their names and you see all sorts of uh, acronyms. APC, PDP, you know. And there are people like that, they just love to, you know, the next big thing. And there are some, like myself, we just love to defend. We want to be the superman. We want to be the one who does, who, who answers all the queries, who answers all the questions, who solves all the problems. You take on assignments that you are not able to resolve. Rest that one. You want to take. God help us. The need to protect oneself, uh, oneself and loved ones, uh, to repel danger, competition, or to provide shelter. That is for those who love to defend. And for the last set of people, they just like to feel. They just like to feel. So I was listening to 
Lekki service this morning, you know, and then Pastor Kola, who is in Lekki, was talking about Gen Z, Gen Z, and I said, ah, God, help me not to talk about Gen Z today. But there is one that I want to talk about. Please permit me. <laughs> Someone was leaving. I saw it on social media. You know, Asu called us strike, and then the Gen Z was leaving the office and sent a mail to his boss, dear Kayode, support him long. That was his, that was his resignation letter. And you know, if you don't get the joke, don't worry. And that was all he wrote to his back. You know, there are a lot of us, the way we're fishing on my personal space. You are, whoa, you go and encroach outside. The way we feel decides how we act, how we behave. I don't just feel like going to work today where they are paying you. You know, the desire for emotional experience, excitement, adventure, fun. Some people, you know, they will not come to church. For example, you will not come to church if you are not, if they will not do prison worship, for example. You just love the excitement of that prison worship and after that, everything else. Many years ago, I had a friend who just went from church to church to be first-timer. Had all sorts of, you know, <laughs> souvenirs in the house. Different churches. Ah, when I went to that church in Lake, if you saw what they gave me. Again, remember the scripture that we read earlier. Whatever drives you has to come from a place of loyalty to God. Whatever drives you has to come from a place where your heart is loyal to God. Some of these drives can be seasonal. It can happen in one certain time of your life. And sometimes you are driven by the need to feel a certain way. Sometimes you are driven by the need to acquire something. But the bottom line is your loyal heart because that's what God is concerned about. Your loyal heart. Let's look at the father of faith um, in, in Genesis chapter 14. Abraham now the king of Sodom, Genesis 14, verse 21 to 22. Now the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I would take nothing from a tread. So the Lord has not given me. I will not take it. But you see, some of us, we look at the spoils of war. We look at what someone has achieved. We look at that guy. Oh, God, Lord help me. That guy. You know that this person is into internet fraud. And you'll find yourself enjoying the gains and the pleasures that come from that experience. You know that this friend of yours is doing something illicit and wrong. You enjoy the pleasures that come. Abraham was saying here, Abraham was saying, lest you say, what God has not given me, I will not have it. What drives you? Abraham had integrity. His heart was loyal to God. His heart was loyal to God. Don't be like a boat without a sail. Table in all his ways. That's what scripture says in the book of James. Oh, today we are, we are investing in crypto. Crypto, brrr. today Forex, Forex, brrr. tomorrow real estate, real estate. Don't be like a boat without a sail. 
for you to have deep convictions, right, you must have personal values. You must have personal values. Because every self-led leader with solid character, they're driven by certain values. What drives you? What values drive you? What values drive you? Someone came to me um, counseling the other day, I mean, one of, one of my Jacquarians in church. And then he was saying to me, okay, so I can just leave my family and all their wahala and troubles. And you know, that was all. You know, and I said to him, I didn't even know we were going to preach a sermon. I said, see, if your convictions are not steeped in God, your feelings are only fleeting, they will die. When pressure comes and your conviction is not strong, you will cry. You will, you, you, will, you will curse God and die. Your convictions have to be steeped, dipped, buried, rooted in God. And this morning I'm asking someone, what are your personal values? Here at the Elevation Church, we have values that we've called Ashley. Somebody say Ashley. Do you know what Ashley is? If you have done Tekai, you know what Ashley is. Life point, have you done Tekai? So we know what Ashley is, right? So Ashley are the values that the church lives by. Expected that you, every member of the church, global, live by these values. Inside and outside of the church. Accountability, service, humility, love, integrity, excellence. Those are the values of the church that you attend. It's the same values that apply to us here at LifePoint. So if your church has values, what are your values? What drives you? What values drive you? What value drive? These values, they are not a suggestion. They are a code of conduct for all tech members' family worldwide. First one, accountability. Accountability. Let's talk about them very quickly, and then I'll share a story and bring this service to a close, or this message to a close. Accountability. Accountability. Willingness to take responsibility and be subject to scrutiny. Willingness to take responsibility and be subject to scrutiny. For those who are married, you know, you are accountable to your partners. You're accountable to your wives. Many years ago, I used to get angry when my wife asked me, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you going? But you see, those questions are what keeps you accountable. And I've come to adjust. For many of us, we fail to be accountable to people I had a friend who had turmoil in his home. And when we asked the wife, who does your husband listen to? She said, nobody. What a life. What a life. If you are not accountable to anyone, you will do anyhow. You will misbehave. You will misbehave. And there will be nobody to help or to support you. We need to be accountable. David said in 2 Samuel, Chapter 12 and verse 13. After he had sinned against God with Bathsheba, Raya's wife, you know, and then Nathan brought the prophecy to him, you know, that that child was going to die and all of all that. He said in verse, in verse 13 of 2 Samuel chapter 12, he said, I have sinned against the Lord. He was accountable to God. I have sinned against the Lord. I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. 
The moment we submit to the will of God concerning our lives, God takes control. And God is saying to someone this morning in the service, I need you to be accountable to me. I need you to be accountable to your pastor. I need you to be accountable to your unit leader. I need you to be accountable to your connect group leader. Why didn't you come for connect group? I'm busy. David was accountable to God. The second one is service. Selfless commitment to create and to add value. Selfless commitment to create and to add value. My journey in the Elevation Church, I hope I have some time left. Um, Lexus R350, I can't even remember. When the Elevation Church Maryland started at Nello's Place, then we used to move our equipment. We didn't have a permanent site, so we used to move our equipment. I didn't mind. I drove my car there. We put heavy speakers in the car, and then we would take it to the store. It, it, it didn't bother me. You know, but the unit leader was always in, a, in awe of, uh, Sir, are you sure we can put this? Is it not a car? Serve. I served in different capacities in church without minding position. And then one day, they needed a pastor for the Ikorodu expression. One day. The Lord says I should sit, say to someone this morning that the day of your remembrance is close. Do not grow weary in doing well. Do not grow weary in doing well. Thank you, Jesus. is here. The time for you to be remembered is here. The time for your promotion is here. Now, I'm not only speaking to service in church. I'm speaking to service in your organizations where you work or wherever you are committed. Praise God. The next one is humility. Humility. Power under control. The willingness to learn and grow. The willingness to learn and grow. Do you come in here with your achievements outside of church and expect that you will be treated with what you have achieved outside. And that's what some people do. That's what some people do. Scripture says in Numbers chapter 12 verse 3 that Moses was the most humble man on earth. Someone who saw God. Someone who faced someone to whatever he tells you to do, come and tell us. But someone who saw God, Scripture still records that he was the humble man, the most humble man that ever lived. What have you achieved? Have you seen God? Tell your neighbor, have you seen God? Ah, well, when we sang earlier, I see the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Humility, power under control, willingness to learn and to grow. The next one is love. Unconditional commitment to the well-being of others. Not, if you do me, I do you. Man, no, go vex. Man, go, God, go vex. So. You don't... You see, in the kingdom of God, we don't do tit for tat. We don't do scratch my back, I scratch your back. Jesus said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And he asked Peter the third time. We are expected to love the Lord with all our hearts, all our soul, all our might, all our strength. And also, love your neighbor as yourself. In the family of God that you have been called to, the expectation is to love. Love one another. 
care about, genuinely care about one another, genuinely care about the well-being of your church family. There are families today where brothers and sisters don't see eye to eye. But genuinely, the expectation is that we continue to show love. Integrity. The I stands for integrity. Integrity. Consistency and honesty. No hypocrisy. Consistency and honesty with no hypocrisy. Can we read Daniel chapter 6 and verse 14, the New Living Translation, as we wrap up this morning? Daniel chapter 6 and verse 4. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. Integrity. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. What can they or what will people say about you when you're not looking? You know, at this point, Daniel was not even seeing, you know, he didn't know what was happening. But he did, you know, what he needed to do as unto the Lord. And they found no fault in him. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Excellence, which is the E part of our Ashley. Willingness to go the extra mile at delivering superior value. The willingness to do, uh, Daniel was, was filled with the spirit of excellence. If you want to read excellence or know a little more about ex excellence, go and study the story of Daniel. You know, I'll share a story and then we'll pray. If there's anything you know, that I know God can do is that the appointed time is in his hands. And truly, we have no influence over it. God knows when to select you for upliftment. God knows when to elect you for progress. It's in his hands. It's in his hands. My wife runs a business called Touch Coconut Limited. I didn't tell her I was going to use this example today, but yeah, I mean, sue me, you know. And um, we've been running that business for about, was over five years now, and you know, she's been very diligent at it, process and the weather and things like that. So we, may, we, know, we can't meet the orders for coconut oil and coconut water, for example, you know. Now, anyone who's running that type of business, the expectation is that, is it not water? Can't you just mix it? Just add a, you know, just mix them, but she said, you know, but that day, she, there was one day she said to me that, many years ago, I'm not sure she can remember, she said, I don't want to compromise on the quality of our product. Not the oil, not the water. No matter how expensive it is in our own production process, it makes our pricing higher than what is in the market, but we will not compromise on quality. We will always have our niche and our market. Somebody say, one day. Lagos State was going to um, have a meeting with the Canadian government. So they were thinking of bringing some investments into Nigeria. And you know, trust government now, they needed to showcase the efforts of ordinary Nigerians in their businesses. So they've been talking to my wife, you know, some agency has been reaching out to her. They come to the factory to check how things are going. It's not like they funded us in any way. 
you know. But then, the ambassador, Canada, to Nigeria, who lives in Abuja, was coming to Lagos. And then Lagos State wanted to showcase a manufacturing plant in Lagos to this ambassador. And guess which one they picked? Was Tosh Coconut. So the man came into Lagos and then the ambassador drove to our factory. I was standing with the ambassador. See, where people are jackpying to. See, we're standing shoulder to shoulder with this guy and people from his office. And then he was quite impressed with what he saw and then decided to give my wife his personal card. So if you have a problem with Canada, just come and talk to her. <laughs> you see, it may not have translated into something big or monetary, but I know that that day was pivotal in the life of that business. And God will complete what he has started. I want to encourage someone this morning. Whatever drives you, never compromise. Never compromise on your values. God is looking to elevate people who are loyal to him. Stay true. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to the God who has called you. Stay true to the one who knows and calls you by name. Faithful is he who has called you. He calls you by name. Recently, is that there's a way we pray that can only be for maintenance. Let your prayers need to change from being maintenance prayers to mission-driven, mission-minded prayers. What is the will of God concerning the situation? God is not against relocation. God said to Abraham, leave your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. That is relocation. The same God said to Isaac, stay in Gerah. And Isaac sowed in the land in the midst of famine and he, re he reaped a hundredfold. God is not against decisions that you're going to make. God is not against you getting married. He says, none shall lack their mate. God is not against you prospering. God is not against you having good success. He says, this book of the Lord shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. That success. Praise God. Can we bow our heads this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And someone just lift up a voice to God. Romans 8, 26 says, We do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself, the Spirit himself makes intercession on our behalf with groanings that cannot be expressed. If you have a prayer language this morning, I just want you to lift it up to God. Lift it up to God. I don't know what decisions you have ahead of you. I don't know what is wrongly driving you this morning, but I need someone to yield to the move of God. I need someone to yield to the move of God. I need someone to yield. See, your heart, your stony heart needs to be taken out. And then God wants to give you a heart of flesh. A heart that can mold into his own. If you have a prayer language, lift it up to God. And don't be silent in the room this morning. Don't be silent in the room this morning. Great changes are coming to our lives. Great changes are coming. See, God is going to breathe on certain decisions that you're about to make. And you will not stumble. You will not stumble. You will not stumble. The Lord says to tell someone here in the service this morning, 
Yield, yield that decision to me. 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 I want to take you on the path that is right, that is just right for you. I'm going to take you on the path that is just right for you. Lana Makoso Tolia Navaradoshka. Lebra Gadasante Lebanda Lushata. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Mane Manozo Do Shatane Kaliama Nojikaya. Blessed be your name, Jesus. And before we pray, I just want to read from the book of Isaiah. I, 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 I just need, you know, to help someone this morning make a decision. Doing this and that, all this share commotion in the place provided for worship. Quit your worship charades. I can't stand your trivial religious games. Monthly conferences, weekly Sabbath, special meetings, 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 meetings. I can't stand one more. Meetings for this, meetings for that. I hate them. You've worn me out. I'm sick of your religion, religion, religion. While you go right on sinning. When you put on your next prayer performance, I'll be looking the other way. No matter how long or loud or often you pray, I will not be listening. And do you know why? Because you've been tearing people to pieces. Your hands are bloody. Go home and wash up. Clean up your acts. Sweep your lives. Clean off your evil doings so I don't have to look at them any longer. Say no to wrong. Learn to do good. Work for justice. Help the down and out. Stand up for the hopeless. Go to bat for the defenseless. Are we seeing what the expectation is of you from God? God wants very far from who God has called you to be. God is saying, I am tired of your worship performance. I am tired of your worship performance. I'm tired of your prayer performance. If you're here in the service this morning, God wants to strengthen those whose hearts are loyal to him. I just want you to lift up your hands and let's pray together. Whether you're here online, uh, or you're online or you're here in the room this morning and you know that you're not born again, can you just lift up your hands wherever you are in the auditorium? You know that your way does not please the Lord. You know that you are walking in certain instances. Thank you, my sisters. Thank you for those hands that are lifted here. God bless you. You know that your ways does not please God. You know that the life that you live currently is not the life God has called you to be. Please do not miss this opportunity. For all of you whose hands are lifted up, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You have indulged in certain things. Come now, let us reason together. Verse 18. It says, though your sins be as red as blood, I will make it as white as snow. You see, the life that you live right now, God can turn it around. He just needs you to submit. There are still a couple of people more in this service this morning. You know your heart is far from God. God is seeking that loyal heart this morning. God is seeking that loyal heart this morning. If your heart is far, thank you, my brother. Please do not be ashamed. Jesus said, if you are not ashamed of me, I will not be ashamed of you. Do not look to your left or to your right. God wants to make great change in you. God wants to change something about you. God wants to turn your life around for good. God wants to bring you into the path of righteousness where people will look at you and say, this is God doing this for you. Just lift up your hands. The rest of the church, can we just pray in the spirit? Pray in the spirit. Please don't look at I'm not performing for anyone. 
Thank you, my brother. Thank you for all those whose hands are lifted. Can we just do one more thing? Just stand to your feet wherever you are. Loves you. There is no shame in appreciating the one who loved you even before you were formed in your mother's womb. Just stand to your feet wherever you are in the auditorium this morning. Church, we're not praying. Life point, help me here. Lift up a voice and just pray for this one. And pray, oh God, that the Lord will restore anyone who has walked into the path of destruction. That the Lord is bringing them into his light. That the Lord is bringing them into the path of right. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my brothers. Oh, scripture says that the heaven rejoices when only one, when only one lost soul is found. They're rejoicing in heaven this morning. Life point band, help me. There's a there's a rejoicing in heaven this morning for all the souls that are turning back into the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. Church of God, can we just celebrate? Just celebrate this wonderful, this wonderful thing that the Lord has done in our midst this morning. Hallelujah. For everyone who is standing, can you just lift me? Oh, yes. There's still a couple of people. Keep going. There's still a couple of people here. You have trodden a path that you know God has not called you to be. Scripture says, if a man's way pleases the Lord, he will make even his enemies at peace with him. Your life is in turmoil right now because your life does not please God. You have made mistakes. You are falling out of favor and grace. You are falling out and you feel like you are falling out of the love of God. God's love does not work that way. His love is for you. Whether you are going through persecution or distress, nothing will separate you from His love. If you are here in the service, please join those who are standing up. You know that your way, you have made mistakes. You have made mistakes. The things that drive you are stand, standing and say, I surrender. I surrender. Yes. Oh, yes, I surrender. I leave it all to you, Lord. I leave it all to you, Lord. Everything about me, I leave it to you, oh, God. Thank you, Lord. standing can you just say this prayer after me Lord Jesus I come to you today accepting you as my Lord and my Savior come into my heart for every past wrong forgive me for every mistake show me the path of righteousness show me the path of life that I may walk in it in the name of Jesus Lord I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior from today and henceforth I choose to walk with you I choose to walk with you in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you for everyone who has come into this decision today. We pray, oh God, they will not know any regrets in the name of Jesus. As they have come into your family, accept them into the beloved in the name of Jesus. And keep them grounded and rooted in you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Life point, can we celebrate God? For everyone who is standing, just follow the, the direction of, of Pastor Demiladi. He's leading you. Please just follow them. Please. Can we keep clapping? Life point. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Celebrate. 
the, the heavens are celebrating this morning. If you can just, you know, show love to them, please do that this morning. Do that this morning. The heavens. We're going to pray. Is someone ready to pray this morning? Life point, do we pray? Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. I want someone to pray this morning, and your prayer point is very simple. Lord, help me to live by your word. Help me to make decisions by your word. In the name of Jesus. I said a prayer earlier when we started. Lord, I do not want to operate in a place where you are not present. I do not want to go where you have not sent me. Someone lift up your voice and say, Lord, help me to live by your word. Help me to live by your word. In the name of Jesus. Oh, let my choices not be determined just by my capacity. Let my choices be subject to your authority. Yes, someone say, let my decisions be subject to your authority. In the name, decisions are subject to your authority. My decisions are subject to your will. In the name of Jesus. Someone lift up a voice. Lift up a voice to God for those decisions that you want to make. You see, some decisions can change the course of your life forever, but you will not do it because God has not called you to do it. Say, Lord, I would only do that which you have directed me to do. In the name of Jesus. Are we praying this morning? Are we praying this morning? Lord, I do not depend on the things that I know alone. I do not depend on my education. I do not depend on my faculty. I do not depend, oh God, on the phrase that I have. I do not depend, oh God, on what people are doing. Lord, my will is subject to you. My way is subject to you. Lord, help my way to please you in the name of Jesus. Because, oh God, you are ahead. You are far above. Your ways are not my ways. Neither are my, your thoughts my thoughts. Help me, oh God, to walk in anything else to swear by. He swore by himself. Said in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. Through you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Someone, I wanted to heal this morning, Lord. Say, help me, Father, that I walk in obedience to you. See, there's a blessing that is attached to obedience. And that blessing is transgenerational. Up until today, we are still singing the blessings of Abraham. The blessings of Abraham. Because Abraham obeyed. Someone lift up your voice this morning and say, Lord, help me to live in obedience. Obedience to your word. Obedience to your will. In the name of Jesus. Remember, we're not praying maintenance prayers. We're not saying, Lord, do, do this. Oh, Lord, give me a car. It's not maintenance prayer we ask, we're praying right now. We're talking of mission-minded prayers. Lord, help me to live in the fullness of your will for my life. In the name of Jesus. Help me, Father, to be driven by your word. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. That's what scripture says. Someone just pray. Pray this morning. Say, Let, Lord, I want to live in obedience to your word. In the name of Jesus. Remember earlier we said God wants to strengthen those who are loyal to him. His eyes run to and fro. In 2 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. He runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Someone lift up your voice. Lord, say, strengthen me in my inner man to embrace kingdom values. 
strengthen me in my inner man. He said, by arm of flesh shall no man prevail. You cannot depend on yourself. Lord, strengthen me. I don't know the associations that you have that cause you to fall into besetting sin. Somebody say, Lord, strengthen me. Strengthen me in the name of Jesus. In the associations that I am working with, strengthen me that I will live true kingdom values. In the name of Jesus, that I will embrace kingdom living. In the name of Jesus. And as you pray that prayer this morning, as your heart is repaired, say, Lord, show yourself strong on my behalf. Show yourself strong on my behalf. Show yourself strong on my behalf. Let the world know that I serve a living God. Let the world know that I serve a living God. Let the world know that I serve a living God. In Jesus' name, mighty name we have prayed I decree over this house that the testimonies of the Lord will abound in the name of Jesus that we will not walk outside the will of God concerning us the Lord himself will direct your path the Lord will order your steps Jesus where men are saying there's a casting down Life point with decree there's a lifting up. In the name of Jesus. We will not run a helter-skelter in search of what God has already given to us. Ah, someone didn't get that. You will not run from pillar to post in search of what God has given to you. The Lord himself will open your eyes to see the areas where he has blessed you. He will open your eyes to see the areas where he has given you glory. And you will walk into that glory of God concerning your life. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you, LifePoint. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope that the message has blessed your heart. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG. For more information about us and all our other resources, please visit www.lifepointng.org.